When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. We're going to chat with Rod Latham very soon. I'm sure he's a very proud father today, but also a proud former New Zealand cricketer, as we saw the Black Caps bounce back, and Mitch, we haven't really spoken about it, but in dominant fashion. Michael Bracewell coming up later this hour as well. Love that shapeshifter, boys. Happy New Year from Mark on double eight double three. Keep your messages coming in. Pac-Man, I'm going to read your text shortly. Yesterday as a former Black Cat, mate, watching that performance, that bounce back from the lads, how did that make you feel? Oh, super proud because I think they were under a lot of pressure. Um, and... What we thought that they they put out that same side, knowing that they were hurt after the last last game. A lot of people are asking for a few changes, maybe that Matt Henry might come in um, just on his home course, you know, his home ground, uh, that he might come in for one of the seamers. But we kind of had the conversation that you need need those guys to feel the pain and and see how they bounce back. So I thought, what an impressive start from Tom um, to to lead from the front. Uh, well supported, well supported by Will Young and Devin Conway, who just seems to be uh, one of the best best cricketers going around world cricket at the moment. Well, the, they showed the stats yesterday about what you've done in your first five test matches, so first nine innings now he's played, um, and has scored more runs than Don Bradman and a couple of other... Uh, oh, jeez. Wor- okay, so we're in that bracket. We're, we're in that bracket. We're in, he's, he's a run machine. Um yeah, no, incredible scenes down there. And I'm sure lots of can tabs where they were. They were out and enjoying it, and, and I'm sure they will be today down at Hagley Oval, a good Cantabrian himself, and I'm sure a pretty proud father yesterday as Rod Latham played lots of one-day cricket for New Zealand and a handful of test matches as well. He's on the line with us now. Morning, Rod. Morning, guys. How are you going? Yeah, we're loving it this morning, and it was um, pretty easy viewing yesterday. Were you down at the Oval to see Tom and the team go super fresh up? Yes, I was. It was, uh, it was a great day, actually, and um, weather produced some great great stuff, and, um, yeah, no, it was all good. Rod, did Tom talk to you throughout the week about any of the pressures that had been put on, put on the side and how they were going to go out and deal with, uh, obviously, that shock loss to Bangladesh, that first test? Yeah, it's a good question, Mitch. Uh, I don't really try to or, or talk to him much about, you know, games and that sort of thing, Um 
because he's he's got his own pressures, I guess, and and uh, he doesn't need something coming from his father either. So <laughs> I just I just leave him leave him to be. I mean, they know that uh, they probably um, it was probably subpar performance for them. So uh, you know, to bounce back like they did yesterday, particularly in the batting area, was uh, was fantastic. Obviously, as an opener for in Tom's position, um, knowing that you've got a solid mate down the other end is super important in building that opening partnership. You must be pleased with the partnership that he's starting to build with Will Young. Yeah, I think uh, I think they are forging a pretty good partnership. Um, I guess it takes a little bit of time to get to know each other when when there's new partnerships, and uh, and Will's pretty solid at the other end, and and it's it's shown in, in his last three innings. You know, with with three fifties, and um, it'd be nice if he could go on. And I'm sure he's he's feeling that way as well. You know, it'd be nice if he could go on. But he, he he's got the team off to some solid starts, and uh, and to to have that solidity at the other end certainly, I think, yesterday helped Tom. It was one of the most fluid uh, innings I think I've ever seen from Tom. 186, he finishes off 278 balls, so 28 fours is a lot, striking at 66.9, but the first 100, the first ton in particular, or the first 85-odd runs, it it looked like a confident batsman who was very sure of himself. Was that as fluent as you've seen him play in a while? Um, yeah, it probably is, to be fair. Uh, I guess as an opener, you, you're always trying to get the team off to a good start and a good, solid start. Um, I guess on those sorts of wickets, um, you really actually got to play your shots. And, you know, I, I didn't see it from end on too much, but it didn't look like it was seeming around too much. It might have been the odd one that did, but I think if you, if you get those sorts of wickets, you've got to actually, if you get the chance to, to hit a shot, um, you go for it and, and give it a decent whack because then they've got to catch it. And we saw a couple fly over the slips, uh, some a couple through the through the slip area. And um, if you, if you give it a decent wallop, then um, you know they're still got to catch it, and and it becomes a good catch. So I think to be positive on those sorts of wickets, and and I guess we would have bowled first too. I think, um, you know. You've just got to be positive, and, and I think the guys were yesterday. Yeah, they definitely were. Uh, I don't want to be the person who puts you in the position to potentially put the mockers on Tom, but, uh, you know, Bass's, Bass's record as well within sight, Rod. <laughs> well, that's a long way off, actually. You know, he's, I guess the first first and foremost, he's got to get off to a... You know, both of him and Devin have got to get off to a good, solid start for the team and and, uh, and do what all three did yesterday and... and and just hang around and and pick up the ones and the twos. I thought they run particularly well between the wickets, all three of them, and uh, and took those singles. Um, and and it keeps the score ticking over, but also keeps the bowlers on there, as you well know, um, on their uh, on their toes and changing their lines and doing all that sort of stuff. So if they can get away to some good starts, then I guess. Yeah, I mean, I know Tom doesn't look at records, and 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 I'm sure some of them don't, but. Um, they're just a, a they're kind of just a um, a result of of the good work that the guys put in. That's exactly right. It was just it's the, the actual uh, fundamentals of what they were doing that even put them in that position. Rod, hey, you know all about um, how crucial an all rounder can be for the balance of a especially a test side. Colin de Gronholm for yeah. so long was so so reliable, and and I think we probably actually don't give 
Um, that year is not much credit as we could if we go back and look at some of his stats. Now we're in another phase and we've got Darren Mitchell and they're trying to bring Ratch and Ravinja through. Have you spent much time thinking about what makes the most sense or is it a horses for courses approach, do you think, in that all-rounder spot for the Black Caps now? Oh, look, I, I think it is. I think they've always worked on the horses for courses um, theory, I guess. Um, it's always a hard one, you know. I mean, we don't have a spin option in this test, but, um, you know, Daryl Daryl's certainly performed well when he's, he's taken his opportunities, um, as has Ravindra, really. Um, and, you know, I guess I, I do feel for Colin. He, he had an injury, and then these guys came in, and, and uh, you know, you know what it's like. It's You, you don't want to give up your place, but, um, you know, they've done a great job, and, and so, you know, times move on, and... and um, you know, I guess the makeup of the side is it's not something that I really think about too much, to be fair, but I'm sure Gary and, and Kane and, and Tom do, and uh, and this is what they've run with for this game. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, it does change in time, and I guess there's a changing of the guard coming up with Ross Taylor's last test. Uh, what's the atmosphere been like around the ground? It's such a special moment. I know Baz's last test was there as well. Um, how does this yeah. compare? Oh look, it, it is pretty special. It's always it's always sad to see someone retire, I guess. Um, but you know, Ross has made that decision, and and uh, I'm sure he'll go out on a good note, you know. And and um, you know, he's had time, I guess, yesterday to think about it. <laughs> um, but, it but it is <laughs> it is set up for him today, you know, a little bit. So if we can get away to a good start, and then Ross can come in, and um, supposing we lose a wicket. Um, then you know he can he can have a bit of a, of a free spirit, I guess, and and enjoy the moment. And I think that's the key is you know he's made that decision to retire, and and he needs to enjoy this last game. And and I'm sure the guys are, are all around him and and wanting him to feel that way. So hopefully it's a good result for him. Bang on, Rod. How, how are you going, mate? You still playing a lot of golf? You enjoying it? Yeah, still playing a bit of golf. I'm enjoying it. Not playing so well at times, but um, that's the way it is, isn't it? <laughs> Gets you back the following week, I guess. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going pretty good. So, the yeah, beer's still cold, eh, Rod? Beer's still cold, it is indeed. <laughs> it's beautiful stuff, mate. Hey, great to catch up on a, what was a pretty, it must have been pretty cool there with your uh, grandkid as well, watching at your home ground. It must have been a pretty cool family moment for you all, and, and um, hopefully Tom can kick on today and well, just keep playing those shots and staying positive out there and it might be something special. But appreciate your time this morning. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you very much. Have a good day. There you go. Rod Latham, uh, former Black Cap himself, or New Zealand cricketer, and uh, get to watch a pretty cool moment that would have been as a dad. That must, yeah. you, you reckon that would have been a special moment for Tom with seeing his bubba on the. Pretty special. I wonder how. I wonder how nervous he gets, um, old Rod. I wonder how nervous he gets watching. You know, that'd be tough, eh? No control. Obviously, being I, a past international cricketer, you can't be out there. You can't influence the game. I don't just listening to the way he talks about it, not wanting to put pressure on Tom, and and because you don't want to be that dad, right? You don't. No, you don't want definitely to, don't. <laughs> so I don't reckon. I, 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 I'm guessing, and we could have asked him, but I'm guessing probably not. I think he's probably pretty at peace, and it's not like Tom's trying to make his. You know, it's not like Tom's got his place. At, he is his record now. He's got 12 tonnes, so it puts him on level with, I think, John Wright, Baz McCullum, um, someone else in that kind of spot. And, and he's going to go on and have quite an incredible career, I think. I think the positive, th- uh, the positive thing from Tom Latham's point of view is that, like, if you were struggling, I'd imagine 
your first port of call if you're under pressure is to go and talk to your dad, sure. particularly someone with that amount of experience. And it sounds like even though they lost that first test, he's got the right support around him that he doesn't need to go outside the group, which is a really positive sign for, for what's going on within that Black Caps environment, um, that he hasn't had to go outside the group to be, get a sounding board, particularly being, you know, you don't want to be that first test captain to lose to Bangladesh, do you? So um, sounds like must they must have good support around them. Um, sounds like they know what job needs to be done. Um, otherwise, I'm sure I'm sure Tom would be reaching out to, to Rod to get some advice. Well, it's something we speak about quite a lot on this show for obvious reasons with Baz, but, I mean, you were in that group. The the kind of support network and the cult, well, the culture mm. is the natural word that this Black Cap side, for a lot of stability now for a long time when you've got guys like Jurgo, um, or formerly Macca, and now Luke Ronke, who was in that playing group yep. in transition. Um, Gary was around the side. You've got those guys like Kane and Ross, that kind of those solid guys, Tim, that have been there for a long time to make sure that the – I imagine the team culture hasn't fluctuated at all over the last 10 years, which probably get, puts you in a real stable position. Yeah, not considerably. I think the biggest changes were when Baz came in, um, and then it's been a flow on from there, and then Kane's put his spin on that, which seems to have gone really well, Yeah, uh, which has been really nice. So he's put his own spin on it, and then Tom will, Tom will add his own spin as well. Uh, I guess the thing is going to be is getting as many people into the environment some form, way or another, that this continues for a long period of time for New Zealand because you've got a lot of guys right now, like Ross is going, uh, you've got how long is Southie and Bolt going to continue well, playing well, all bowling, formats? So. For me, it's the bowling unit. Yeah. And where do, you know, Kyle has become a well, force to be reckoned with, yep. but we need another one because Tim and, and Trent and Wags are of similar age. Right now, they're still at the peak of their powers, yep. but that obviously isn't going to hang, hang on forever. So where do you think our bowling depth is? Um, Lockie Ferguson's going to have to come into the reckoning all three formats. I think uh, if we get on wickets like we got at the Mount the other day, then Lockie Ferguson's almost got to be one of your first people on the sheet because he's got to be able to blast people out on a docile wicket. Is that good for his body, though? And what, where, what are we valuing? You know, are we... Well, well Lockie, Lockie didn't get picked initially because of his performances in one day or T20 cricket. Mm. So Lockie's probably, in actual fact, Lockie's worst format was T20 cricket when he first started uh, by, a decent, by a decent margin. Uh, it's just the fact that he's had so much white ball cricket through the one day stuff uh, that he's learnt the skills over the last couple of right. years to be a dominant force in T20 cricket. Um, that's come with confidence as well, but he was going great in four day cricket. That, that was his format. He was blasting teams out. He was changing games. Uh, he was that test guy. And I know he's, he, he'd be a fantastic test bowler. You know, unfortunately, the uh, you know first test in Australia, they got an opportunity, blew his calf out. Um, you know, that's oh, devastating. Don't so, talk about that. yeah, exactly. But like, the, yeah. he was that shining light at that point in time. That You're if right. Wag was out, Wags was out, he's going to be our enforcer. And, and Wags's pace has dropped a touch. So, like, Waggy one forty, Waggy on Mount uh, Mount Monganui would have blown that game apart. You know, but just the fact that, that most of our bowlers seem as are the same pace and if the ball doesn't swing, um, it's much of a muchness. I know you've got the height variation from Kyle Jameson um, and Waggy's different bounce, but I think you need on those wickets where you know it's going to dry out and flatten out a lot and you're going to get variable bounce, you need someone fast. Look at the T20 World Cup. If we had, if if we could have had Lockie Ferguson yep. in there, and that's why Milne probably was he was that guy. Um, Milne was that guy, but Milne's, um, in my my opinion, and and every time I've seen Milne go really really well, it's when he's opened the bowling. So um, in my opinion, he 
Milne was uh, a Southie replacement if Southie got injured. Um, Kyle Jamieson, unfortunately, was in that same position. Every time Kyle's done well, he's taken the new ball. Uh, whereas Lockie Ferguson doesn't need to take the new ball, and there's no one around the country. The only person, the only people that Lockie's really competing with, he's not competing with Milne because that's not Milne's best spot. Yep. He's competing with Tickner um, and Kugelein, who who do that middle overs stuff and a little bit of death. So, yeah, yeah. So if you, I w- I would love to see a team in the future, a T20 team in New Zealand in the future with Milne opening the bowling, um, and then Lockie doing the role that he's doing now because to me when Milne swings the ball at the top takes that first over he goes for bugger all runs um, and he can bowl the other phases as well but when he comes in the ball doesn't move because he's shorter and he's skiddier and doesn't get the same bounce he's not as effective when the ball isn't moving when he doesn't get that first over That's really interesting and I think one of the things that you even heard uh, Andrew Miller who was the ESPN uh, UK editor for ESPN Cricket uh, Crick Info one thing he spoke about and he has talked about a lot and a lot of countries are going through this is how knowing how much emphasis to put on different formats of the game yep. and in the day and age with COVID-19 and travelling and burnout is real, yep. having different units and even different potentially different coaches that coach different formats, where we land on that and what where New Zealand cricket wants to put their emphasis, the test case that is going to be really soon will be this ODI series in Australia. Because the test players against South Africa aren't going to go, because that's that's our premier home summer yep. event. The two tests, three tests, three tests against South Africa here. Yep. So, I mean, we're going to see guys like probably Scott Kugeline. I mean, is there a chance Adam Milne can play some white ball cricket? Will Will they want to hold Lockie Ferguson back and play him in the tests, or? Stay with the same unit you've got at the moment, Matt Henry, Tim Southey. So does Lockie go? I know Ross Taylor's going to give yep. himself some more time to play ODI cricket. Yep. That selection of those two squads is going to be fascinating. It's going to be crazy. We're going to be challenged, massively challenged. And that squad, that squad that goes over there is going to be very, very inexperienced. Um, so they're going to need Lockie because Lockie's in good form. Uh, Milne's still out with injury, I, I believe. Okay. Um, so hopefully he's right by then. Hopefully Guptill. The problem is, is Guptill with his calf injury, if he's not right... You know, then you've lost another experience here. So you've just basically got Ross. Uh, yeah, you've just got Ross. Really, there's a, there's a guy over there that opens the batting playing some pretty decent white ball cricket, isn't he? Oh, mate, don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even get me started. The mate, he should have been under, He should have been that World Cup T20 hey, squad. Baz is still running the campaign right. oh, that he should fuming. be opening the batting I'm actually fuming, in, in the next World Cup. I'm actually oh, 100%. No, he shouldn't, be opening, he shouldn't be opening the batting because he's batting three. beautifully three and stuff like that. Uh, well, I mean, he could do. You know, he could do. That might be his spot. But I, I in, the, in that World Cup, I think you're going Guptill, you're going Guptill Finn. I Not think. Conway? Guptill Finn. I, I look, I think opening is Conway's best spot. Yeah. But how do you get the most explosive guys into that team who can take a game away from you? I think Finn's done enough to show that, like, he wasn't just a one-season one wonder. Um, he's done exceptionally well. And Munners, Munners can easily bat four or five. And that's what he's doing all around the world. He's batting from one to six or one to five. He can cover all those spots. So he's in your squad 100% of the time. 100% <laughs> of the time, mate. And, and, and oh, Hey, this is anyway, the, how, anyway. there's, there's two clubs here, Bowlers Club and Howick Pack. 
Oh. All right. Okay. So no, I, I hear you. One of the best, best it, white ball or best T20 players in the world, mate. All right. How do I put? How do I rewind? How do I get you back in the box now? Yeah, I know. What do we? What do we want to talk about we, next? We got 39 minutes. If anyone wants to ask Mitch a question about what he'd be doing around the bowling units, around these selections, double eight double three or the Kennard's high phone line, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Some great texts here on what Tom Latham. We should be running a sweepstake. What score do you think Tommy Latham ends up with today? Uh, if I set the over-under at 250, what would you take? Double eight, double three. We're back after this with more on SCNZ Summer Breakfast here with Chemist Warehouse.